You're listening to the Invent Her podcast, conversations with women who have taken matters into their own hands and created careers that they love. If you're feeling disconnected at work, I'm hopeful that these conversations with inspiring women will help us all find our way in whatever industry we want to be in, or even find the courage to take the leap of faith to quit the day job and go out on our own. So, let's get into today's episode. In today's episode, I get to chat to Natasha Whiting, who is co-founder of Colo with radio presenter Jenny Falconer. Colo is a new collagen supplement brand, and together with Natasha, we discussed uh, branding and social media. We also discussed how Natasha's extraordinary upbringing and her amazing education turned around and ended up with her creating her own businesses. So I have put all of these social links for Natasha and Colo into the show notes, so do go and check all of those out. So without further ado, let's get into the conversation with Natasha Whiting. So Natasha, would you like to give yeah. a little overview to the listeners about you know who you are, what you do, and a little bit about your background? Yeah, I would love to. So I'm Natasha Whiting. I am co-founder of Colo Health, um, and I am in my 30s. I'm not going to say how old I am though, because it's getting older and older as we go. Um, my background, where do you want to start? Should we start with my education? Start, start Quite with unique. school. What, what were you good at at school? What, you know, where did you oh, go to school? God. What were you bad at? <laughs> uh, well, I was raised in the Cotswolds and I went to a very small alternative school based on the Steiner philosophy, which I don't know if any of you guys have heard of, but um, it's very much uh, creative project-based learning and there was no exams at all from from the beginning beginning of school to the end um and so i learned a lot of creative things such as jewelry making boat building um stone carving <laughs> stuff that you don't really learn in mainstream schools and we had a lot of amazing lessons for me i, I really enjoy things like history of art and anything that involved getting out of the classroom to be quite honest with you because i'm a little bit adhd and so focusing was never my strong point but going to a school like this, for me, it just really opened my mind to the fact that I could basically do whatever I wanted to do. There was never any pressure to make a decision about uni or anything like that. And for me, uni just was not the natural next step. Um, I think I, I hit 16 or 17 and I was like, there's no way I want to go to uni. Um, and as I, I left school at 17 and with a diploma in, educa- in a, well, like a high school diploma, basically. Um, and I was working in a pub at the time and then I come October I'd done about two weeks at a college doing photography and I hated it so much because I felt so trapped in a classroom doing something that I already knew how to do that I booked a one-way ticket to Thailand and <laughs> went and volunteered in an as orphanage you <laughs> as you do yeah <laughs> so so for me like edu- my education was incredible and it gave me such a huge variety of skills but it didn't give me any kind of idea of what I wanted to do next. Mm-hmm. Mm. Would you say that obviously you had a very unique education? Mm. Would you recommend that kind of education? Or do you think it's maybe for a specific type of child? Because I guess I, there are some kids who thrive off exams and learning for an exam. Mm. I mean, how do you kind of balance that? 
I think it's an absolutely incredible education as mm. the, the, the philosophy of, of Steiner is that in your first seven years as a child, you there's no pressure. So there's no pressure to learn to write or to read or anything like that. It's all about developing the child. And then from seven to 14, that's when the child starts to learn to read, to write the alphabet, maths, etc. And I do think it's incredible. I think the fact that I, there was no pressure for me in school um, really has shaped who I am now and I think one thing that I joke about with my boyfriend all the time it's like I've only just finished watching Friends I'm in my 30s <laughs> is because the school kind of was an advocate for no tv but get the kid outside and mm. at weekends it wasn't going out and getting drunk it was go we'll go camping and surfing for the weekend mm. so now I will always be in an always always be in an environment where someone goes oh have you seen this film and I'm like no or like <laughs> have you seen this kids tv show from the 80s I'm like no um and it doesn't bother me. It just kind of washes over me now. And I think I feel very lucky that I had that education and I would probably want my kids to have the same. Mm. No, I think it's really interesting. And it's, mm. it's quite unusual as well to find people who, who have had a really unique experience growing up like that. Yes. I think it's really interesting. Um, so going into kind of your start of your career, where did mm-hmm. you start your career? What kind of, I mean, what crappy jobs did you have when you were younger oh, and, and what did they I've teach you? <laughs> I've had loads I was definitely um well I, I my first real job was being a babysitter for a pound an hour um for a family from the school <laughs> that's like and child labor I, I know right I was, I was 13 maybe 14 um and I I love kids it was wicked um and then I became a waitress in a pub at 14 uh my mum used to come and pick me up every every night midnight finish waitressing and it was really hard it was difficult having old men leering at you you and things like that was really difficult um, to deal with but I just kind of in true Tash fashion let it wash over me Um, I've I've run a refugee camp in Thailand that was a really harrowing experience during the tsunami Um, and then I went on to become a teacher in Thailand and I spent seven years there uh, setting up a charity etc and then since I moved back to the UK in 2011 I've had a whole host of jobs but they've all been in kind of marketing and branding um, all self-taught with no degree behind me to push me in the right direction and I'm now at this point where I have my own brand. Yeah so moving on to Colo what was the what was the seed that planted that I mean how did that all come about? Well it came about with lots of conversations with Jenny and James um, you know hanging out together and you know I, I have always taken supplements and Jenny too. She's a keen runner. She's waking up at two in the morning for her radio show. And we wanted to bring something to market that was kind of a combination of everything we took and something that was going to give the consumer a real boost. So about 10 months ago now, we, we were in Soho House, as you are. And uh, <laughs> we decided that it was something that we should really put together, the three of us, and bring a brand to market, basically. What was the research process like for Colo? Because obviously it's a very, um, it's a vitamin product, isn't it? So there's obviously yeah. a lot of uh, research that has to go into that. What was that process like? It was really, really exciting and really, really fun. Um, so we wanted to bring something that was affordable yet had the highest quality ingredients made in a factory that knows how to make incredible supplements in the UK, I must mm-hmm. add. Uh, everything is UK based for Colo. Um, and the, yeah, the process, it was really exciting from, from kind of finding the first thing we needed to do was find the right collagen manufacturer. 
um, and then it was finding the right factory and we tried a few different factories and then it was the branding and the different types of colors and the different waves on the sachets and all of those things that it that that process was just so exciting like if I looked back at the first ever design for Colo I'd be like oh my god seriously mm. and now I'm sat here and there's a sachet in front of me and it's and it's it's you know in the homes of nearly 2,000 people at the moment um so yeah the process was it was exciting I don't think there was ever a time that it was hard like disappointing I think it was always really exciting really fun and the three of us just made it just a, a wicked journey to be on mm-hmm. so were you working full-time when you started Colo and what was I that was, like yeah, I was, was and I like? still am <laughs> great I as I said earlier like I'm a little bit ADHD so for me the more things I have going on the better um I can never really stop and relax so it was it was it was great we you know we would fit meetings in between clients and we would go visit warehouses and factories in between you know we'd plan days around our our full-time jobs so that we could go and do that as well um and it fitted in really well you know there's been a lot of late nights there's been working every weekend but when it's your own thing, it just, it changes everything. Mm -hmm. So would you say then, you know, talking for advice for somebody who is working full time and maybe has something, you know, an idea on the side that they're, maybe I could turn that into a business. Have you got any advice for somebody who's maybe a little bit scared to kind of, you know, invest that time on the side of having a full time job? Advice. It It might be too early to give advice, but I think if there's something that you really want to do, spend those extra hours doing it Mm -hmm. because it can come to fruition and if you can bring in someone else that that balances out your dream with their kind of backup in terms of support and people to bounce ideas off I think that's a really great way to do it as well like I've had a lot of support around me Um, my family have been amazing my boyfriend's been amazing my friends have been really encouraging because I've always been that person that's like oh Tasha's doing something else new oh my god and like my old housemate she's like oh finally you're doing something that's actually gonna work (laughs) and it's about it's about believing in what you have as, Mm. as a brand or as an idea and yeah putting in all of your time that you can to make it happen and you know ask ask for favors you know, if you need to do a survey on, on, on your idea or you want a contact from someone, like don't ever be afraid to do that and don't always go into it thinking, oh my God, they're going to steal my idea. Like if you trust your friends enough, they will be able to give you some really good advice as well, I think. But I think it's, it's making sure, yeah, you speak and communicate with other people during these processes because it's, you know, it's, it's intense as well. It's fun, but it's intense. Yeah. You mentioned that you had people around you that were quite supportive of this mm. venture. <laughs> um, was there anybody who was like, oh God, like, what are you doing? You know, did you have anyone that, that thought you were crazy for starting this? This time, no. <laughs> There's been a lot of times when I have had people go, no, what are you doing? You really don't need to do that. But actually, all of my friends, like I've got friends that work in all different areas and come from all different walks of life. And they've all been like, oh my God, this is really cool. And I think it's going to do really well. Mm. And that's, that's been really encouraging as well. Cause you know, I've always, I've had a interesting work life as before this. So it's, yeah, I think the fact that people really encourage me has helped massively. Probably cause we're actually retailing it right now. And I think the fact that it's actually come this far 
has made people go, oh, hold on a minute, she's actually serious about this one. Um, I think that, that could be my only answer for that right now because, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's actually there. Yeah. You know, I've, I've dipped my finger in lots of different, uh, dipped my toes in lots of different, different jobs and different ideas. But yeah, this one's there, it's physical and, and it's existing right yeah. now. So I think that's where it's coming from as well. Yeah, that's cool. Um, mm. Did you already know from previous experiences how to kind of launch a product? And if so, where, where did you learn that from? No, I had no idea. None of us did. Mm. Um, it was all, it was all new for us, but like I said, just now, um, we called in, we, we called in favors and contacted people we knew and, and we had, you know, we had people giving us enough advice and cause we work in marketing and branding already. We knew, we knew how to launch online with social media ads and, and things like that. But in terms of developing a product from the, from the conception in Soho house to where we mm. are now, that was all a completely new journey for us. And it took a lot of research and you know, a lot of, a lot of time so is there anything along the road in that process that caught you by surprise that you had no idea that this was part of the process or any something that maybe you wish you'd known before beforehand no I don't think so I think the the biggest thing that's taken us by surprise is obviously launching a brand during coronavirus yeah and the royal mail that's been I think (laughs) the biggest task so far is is the, the beginning like the whole kind of building of the brand was it was it was hard and it took it took a long time but I think since launch it's the hardest thing has been managing the customer service and managing Royal Mail and the fact that parcels that are meant to be delivered the next day take two or three weeks to arrive um, I think that's been the biggest thing to biggest hurdle really but we've had the best feedback you could ever have imagined from customers mm. and the way we've dealt with it um, but it's just been so exciting to learn something new and to kind of really get stuck into absolutely every element of it. And sometimes I have to kind of pinch myself and go, this is yours instead of, you know, cause I don't have to answer to anyone else. Yeah. And you know, there's three of us in this business and it's ours, but I don't have to wait for someone to tell me what to do. It's, mm. it's, and that's what I'm so used to from all of the, my previous ventures has been someone's always telling you what to do, whether it's to go and clean a table in a bar mm. or call a client who's angry Mm. this is mine so you know me James Jenny we are in it together and it's just yeah it's life-changing really do you have any advice for somebody who wants to go into business with a friend or, or have a business partner because I think some people maybe think that they want to do it on their own because they don't want to have any other opinion that you know they they want to just have their own thing and other people I guess would say it's handy having another person because you can bounce ideas off or they they have another skill set so where do you stand in that it's I know that feeling all too well I really do and you're like oh my god is it going to ruin my friendships is it gonna are they going to screw me over Mm, it's it's hard um and I think when we chose to go into business together it was based on the fact that we all respect each other there's a lot of respect we respect each other's opinions and we listen to each other Mm. and I think so long as you have a relationship like that then I think you're going to be fine Mm -hmm. um but if you if you already feel like this this little feeling of like oh my god they are so annoying they're doing my head in and I can't tell them Mm. then that might be a sign that it's not going to work long term yeah but you know for me working working with James and Jenny on this has been incredible because we all respect each other's opinions entirely and we all listen we really really listen and I think that that's 
that's really key um you can spend as much time with this relationship as you do with your partner yeah maybe more (laughs) maybe more yeah Yeah. you know that person will be at the top of your whatsapp favorite (laughs) all the time and it's 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 yeah it's about kind of yeah it's it's a relationship if you can if you can manage it as well as you manage your own relationships then you'll be fine Mm. i guess Mm. that's interesting (laughs) (laughs) so going back to colo specifically um who is the target market for colo and um you know who is the product for um the product is for anybody who wants to feel great uh so we, we chose a clinically studied marine collagen that has amazing studies behind it to show that you know taken for four to six weeks it can slowly decrease the signs of aging etc so you know i would say a 30 30 plus year old who who wants to keep their skin looking plump and their nails stronger and their hair thicker but we've been so surprised with with our orders coming in from 18 year olds up to 65 year olds so it's it's kind of across all ages really um Mm -hmm. i think predominantly women buy it more than men but we are still getting men taking it as well because the product is great for if your hair's thinning it can help to make it grow back a bit thicker um it's good for recovery after um exercise as well as arthritic joints and bones things like that so my mum she's got chronic arthritis in her feet and she's a subscriber fully paying subscriber to Colo because <laughs> no mates rates <laughs> no mates rates for my mom she's loving it and uh, and it's it's kind of it it's not just a beauty product it's it's a health supplement that does have amazing benefits it can be good for, for weight loss um as well as uh digestive conditions and acne and osteoporosis and things like that so there's people take it for all, all sorts of reasons so yeah at the moment our audience is, is mainly female but also attracting some men too mm. so in terms of the actual product itself is it it's a, it's a sachet is it a sachet of liquid yes yeah, so how, how do you take it you can put it in water or you okay. can take it straight put it straight in your mouth it tastes it's got a tropical flavor um and it's also got vitamin c and vitamin b1 5 6 and 12 mm-hmm. and okay. uh, it's the marine collagen is made out of fish protein um and the fish has gone through a hydrolyzation process where it's becomes odorless and into a powder and then we made it into a liquid so that it's bioavailable which means it hits your system quicker because a lot of tablet supplements will hit your stomach and then the stomach acid will break them down and then you don't really get all of the benefits whereas colo kind of hits your bloodstream as soon as it's in your mouth okay so if somebody were to um, become a subscriber of colo how Mm -hmm. long would they expect to kind of see some results from the product so we say four to six weeks Mm-hmm. Um, so you need about three boxes for that. And, um, but we've, we've got people now who are seeing results after four or five days, as in like they're feeling more energized or their nails are stronger and less cracky and peely and their hair is growing ridiculously. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, about four to six weeks. Cool. Um, so I want to talk about the subscription model. Why did you decide to do a subscription and, and not just sell kind of individual product? So we did both. Okay. But a lot of people, a lot of people will buy um, supplements every month anyway. So you know, if you go, if you go on Amazon, you can buy your vitamin C on on repeat. Yeah. Um, so we figured that if you know, as it takes a while to see real results, why not do a subscription model? So they're always getting their product through the door on time, and they can continue their their uh, 
Colo journey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so totally lost my words there. That's all right. <laughs> um, so the branding of the product then. Um, I think it's quite, I, I love the branding. I think the, the font you've used for the Colo is amazing because it doesn't look like a clinical product, but also you still take it seriously as the product that it is. Mm-hmm. So how did you come up with that branding, balancing it between a product to be taken seriously and a product that people actually want to buy and looks nice and post on Instagram and that kind of thing? Well, we, we kind of looked what was out there and we wanted something that, yeah, that was just incredibly pleasing to the eye. Yeah. So the sachet, as you can see, it's kind of, it's got the waves on it. And yeah, it looks, it looks kind of really cool. Marine. Mm. Yeah. And then the box is kind of like, you want that on your shelf in your bathroom. It's going to look lovely and mm. it's a nice gift. And so we worked with an amazing designer who's, who's had years of experience in branding. And yeah, we kind of went from doing this like fully patterned box to, with with really plain writing and then we thought hang on let's do something that looks more like handwriting so this is kind of based on Jenny's handwriting um and yeah we kind of we developed it we just wanted something that looked really really good you know that really you want that in your house it looks amazing someone's going to pick it up in your bathroom when they're visiting and go what's this box have have a read on the back and then bye hopefully yeah yeah and did it come into your mind that you wanted it to be kind of I don't want to use the word Instagrammable, but kind of Instagrammable. Yeah, <laughs> was, of that, was that part of the process? Of course. I mean, for us, we really wanted to be really visual with our content. So we wanted an Instagram feed that jumped out at you and you go, oh my God, this looks amazing. And, you know, the red is really, it pops. You know, we could have gone for a white with a red logo and it would have just, it would have kind of sunk into the ether a little bit. And so, yeah, we wanted something that would look good on camera, look good in your house and look good when it comes through the door and where do your customers kind of first find you are they mostly on social media so that that really cool instagram feed that you have are people mainly attracted to that and then they become you know a customer well as my side hustle is now running also running a paid social agency we have put a lot of time into doing social advertising so people will either find us through a video that we've got running of jenny um or they'll find us through our instagram feeds the moment we're we're making about 50 about 50 percent of our sales are organic traffic so people are just stumbling upon wow, us through really our high. feed yeah it is really high five weeks in and we you know the traffic is is incredible so we're driving a lot through social ads but we're also driving a lot organically from people referring friends as well mm. um tagging their friends in it and, and and sharing it it's become a very shareable brand because people want to talk about what it's doing for them yeah you know, we've, we've had we've got an nhs key worker who said that she takes it before a shift and it makes her feel amazing mm. and then we've got someone else who's just had a had hair hair plugs oh yeah and he was expecting his hair to grow back in six months time and since he's been taking colo he said it's growing back already <laughs> and so people are talking about their stories on our facebook and on our instagram which is you know making people go oh maybe i should try this mm. um you know and it is a bit of a wonder product because it does it does have great results Mm. So yeah, they do find our Instagram feed uh, or our Pinterest feed. Yeah. And Lovely. our ads. Cool. Yeah. Um, I was wondering about, I mean, it's kind of a weird question to ask at the minute with the whole coronavirus thing happening because mm. no one can predict where we're going to be next week, let alone in six months, no, time, 12 months time. Um, but what are your kind of short term plans for the brand you know, over the next course of the next six to 12 months? Um, 
that's a great question. Uh, so five weeks in now, um, we actually, since launching, we've had a lot of interest from people overseas. So I think for us would be to develop presence in the UAE, South Africa, Australia, America, um, and then also develop some more products and bring some more products to market um, as we want to be constantly evolving what we're doing and not just stick with the same product. Mm. So most of what we do will be always be collagen based. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, that we've got a lot of interest from athletes and football teams and things like that. So it's about developing something that can be used for them as well. So just, I think, growing and expanding and, yeah, hitting different territories because we've, we've had orders from all over the world. I think in week one, we had an order from the UAE, from Switzerland, from Spain. And that for us was like, oh, my God, that's just amazing because we're not advertising there at all. Mm. Um, so it's, it's about, yeah, developing the presence overseas and, and, and being stocked in different countries and on some other websites probably as well. Do you think, can you imagine Colo um, having an offline presence as well as an online presence? Yes. And what definitely. does that look like? Um, well, before, <clears throat> before all of this happened, actually, we were, we were discussing uh, you know, being stocked in beauty salons in Mayfair, etc. Um, so I think we would love to have a presence around, around London or around the UK, really, in uh, you know, wellness centres and sports centres, etc. So it's, it's just not the right time right now sadly so hopefully yeah. later on in the year obviously you're very into your branding and your social media what mm -hmm. would what advice would you give to somebody who has a side hustle but doesn't necessarily know social media very well because obviously social media is everything these days so for somebody sadly. who <laughs> yeah for somebody who doesn't have a clue where where would you tell them to start or even where would you expect them to go for some advice this is a very good question and people come to me all the time asking me what to do so and I think it's the one thing I can answer really well is even if you're in the very very early days of coming up with a brand idea start an Instagram and start feeding it whether you're taking stock imagery or photographing your journey each day of what you're doing and having a few words to say post 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 you need to feed the algorithm because instagram facebook it's like a baby if you don't feed it it dies and you just fall to the bottom of the pile mm. and i'm sure you know this hannah like <laughs> it's important to just pump it full of content constantly so mm -hmm. um and then also use hashtags so every day go online go to a website find the hashtag ladders and just build something that's around your brand so whether you're starting a shoe brand find 30 relevant hashtags to shoes it could be you know you'll get a load of weird hashtags that you never thought of using yourself but this this um hashtag ladder builder will bring in all of those hashtags that are really useful around to, and based around what your brand is going to be about and post them as your first comment and just keep posting and communicate with other people find people that are talking about the same things as you find people who you find inspiring comment on their stuff tell them how much you like it because it might make them come back to you and comment on you because the more you the more likes you get and the more comments you get the more engagement you'll get in, in your social media mm. so would you recommend for somebody who maybe is making a little bit of money with their side hustle um would you recommend for them to actually hire um an agency or you know even a freelancer to help them with their social media or do you think that it's important that you do it yourself I think if you have the skills to do your organic yourself, absolutely. I think if you want to make money, pay, do paid, do, pay, you know, with Facebook and Instagram, it's pay to play. So if you don't pay, you're not going to get seen. 
And I know a lot of people that have started a brand and spent hours and hours and hours on their website and their social media and they're not making any sales and they don't know why. And it is because you need to push your product in front of the people that are going to be interested in it. Mm. Because at the, 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 you know, Facebook and Instagram are saturated with mm. with products all the time that you you want to cut through so if you're if you're developing a I don't know a phone case brand you want to push that in front of people that are going to be interested in buying phone cases or interested mm-hmm. in accessories or interested in similar brands um but yes absolutely but don't don't go for the, the best agency go for people that know what they're doing and want to work with a startup and, and build them up mm-hmm. and be on be part of the journey yeah. And I think nobody knows your business like you know your business. So if you're going to go for, you know, somebody who's going to help you with your social media, I think it should be either some just a freelancer who you can literally just sit down with and, and go through everything or a smaller agency that's not going to you know suck you into all their other clients. So it needs to be somebody who likes your brand just as much as you do. Yeah, absolutely. Or choose a business partner that have those abilities as well (laughs) how handy (laughs) i know right but that that would be the wise the wisest move is if you know your back your brand has legs bring on someone that has those skills whether it's content creation or paid social or seo Mm. website building Mm. all of those are amazing strings to your bow and you don't have to pay them as much (laughs) (laughs) um what kind of tools do you use in your everyday sort of running of your business that you would recommend to other people any oh, kind of um, <laughs> programs or anything like that uh i'm i'm organized but i'm it's organized chaos for me like if you saw my table right now wow <laughs> it's it's a mess um i use monday for mm-hmm. managing kind of workflow um i use shift which pulls everything into one place so it does all your emails you can link in i use canva mm um canva is a lifesaver (laughs) amazing oh my god and if you pay the 10 pounds a month or whatever you get access to so many amazing tools yeah um but yeah i think my main would be whatsapp because we just communicate throughout whatsapp with with everything we do because it's just easier you can put files in there you can put photos you can send voice notes it's just it's just so easy Mm. um and yeah i think that's it really i just i I try and keep it to a minimum because if there's too many apps it's just awful um, I remember being offered a job uh, once uh, and I, I went into the office and it was like seven apps a day and you had to mark in if you're going for lunch or going to the <laughs> toilet. And I was just like, that's just ridiculous. So I, I just keep it simple. So Monday, Monday is amazing because you can upload files and then share them with, with your colleagues. G- Google Drive, WhatsApp, Canva. Yeah, I think with all these tools as well, most of them are free or they have a paid option, yeah. but you can use them for yeah. free. Um, it's never it's never been easier to kind of start your own business now than, than it is no. right now. No, it hasn't. It's, I think it's, it's a great time and it's really nice to have something that's your own. And if you're, if you're in a job that you don't enjoy or you're not treated the way you feel like you should be treated, try and do it. Try and come up with something that's yours, even if it's something tiny it doesn't matter it's about making a life that works for you Mm. because also women have just been disregarded for so many years now yeah (laughs) let's take over the world yeah I think that's a really lovely sentiment actually and I think it's a great place to to kind of end our interview so where can people find Colo online social media everywhere (laughs) (laughs) if you haven't haven't seen it you've got to find it Um, at at Colo Health 
on all of the social channels and colliehealth.com for the website. And if anyone ever wants any advice or anything, please just find me online at <laughs> Natasha Whiting. <laughs> I have okay. um, I have everything linked in the show notes below. So if you want to find Natasha or Collo Health anywhere online, it will be in the show notes. So yeah. Aww. So cool. Thank, thank, you, thank you. No, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Inventor podcast. If you liked today's episode, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also connect with me on social media where I'm at the Inventor podcast. I would love to hear from you.